Welcome to the CompTIA BizTech Podcast, where we talk with industry leaders across our communities and councils to discuss business challenges, opportunities, and strategies for success. Hey guys, so the robot takeover may be coming somewhere down the line. My adult daughter loves to talk about this concept that the robots and AI is gonna take over everything. But the reality is until then, the world we exist in revolves around good old human beings, as I say. You know, it's the people, stupid. And one of the things that we tech people often miss is we focus very, you know, tightly on the right tech, the right solutions. You know, that's the key to success. Let's get the tech, you know, exactly correct. But we totally miss the right people in the right roles. And that key element to success. And that often leads, frankly, uh, to failure. My name is Gary Bixler, and this is the BizTech Podcast. Today, we are, you know, talking uh, not so much tech, even though we're the BizTech Podcast, or even business opportunities, excuse me, in tech. We're instead going to talk a lot more about people. And I promise it's going to be interesting. Our podcast today is brought to us by our UK business of technology community, led by Estelle Johannes. Welcome in, Estelle. Hi, Gary. Thanks for having me, and uh, so excited to be here today. Excited to have you. Uh, Great news coming out of your region. You are in the UK, in Scotland, and we were all excited to see the news uh, worldwide that the UK became the first to administer a you know, clinically tested and proven vaccines. So congratulations on that. Hopefully that gives us all kind of hope for, you know, this is the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Oh yeah, we are really excited about that. Um, we were, um, I think hopefully we can all think about making plans to get together and have a cheers at the bar and have some fish and chips uh, um, all together and have a cuddle, you know? So those are kind of the things on the list that, that makes us excited about that vaccine so that we can, and, and also on top of that, have a really great community meeting in the near future, right? Where we have um, all our great members together um, and and collaborate and share like we normally do. Absolutely. You know, very high on our list, our to-do list for sure, once uh, we are able to, is to get together in person. And that's a timely comment because what we're talking about today is kind of the impact of that, uh, you know, people and the relationships and and how how important those are and how it's changed uh, during this pandemic time. So this was, I thought, a great conversation you had. you know, very timely. What uh, what were your thoughts about the conversation overall? Um, how how do you how did you feel about it? Yeah, I think the one of the interesting things that came out of this discussion um, is. Uh, the impact and the ripple effects of what's going to happen. So um, we are all going through, um, you know, uh, challenging times right now, but I think that the real impact of um, the way business have been run and the way they are treating staff and the culture is really going to come out in the next few months when things start opening up. With this vaccine coming along, we feel that, you know, there's the light at the end of the tunnel. Businesses are going to start opening up. There's going to be more opportunities. And this is the time where people are, are either going to stay 
um, and really be loyal to the companies that have treated them well, or they'll be voting with their feet and walking out the door because they were not treated in the right way and they felt that you know the, the company wasn't there um, helping them on their journey so yeah so really interesting to see that um you know there, there's a lot of things keeping us on us on the edge of our seat um uh, for 2020 um but there's a lot more that's going to come out in the next few months um with the real impact of how businesses have been um sort of uh, navigating the um the pandemic so right we'll, we'll see that yeah yeah absolutely i agree so it's a it's a great conversation to have now and i i thought it was very good and timely so i look forward to getting on with it why don't you uh introduce your guest and uh take us away estelle I'm very happy to do so. Thank you. So I'm excited to introduce everyone to Georgina Bradshaw. She's the owner and principal consultant at Blue Ram HR. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're excited to hear from her. Also, something that Georgina is going to talk about is that she actually started her business right um, in the middle of COVID. So um, interesting to hear about what she says about that as well. Yeah, brave move. All right. Well, let's dive in and, and take a listen. Thank you. I'd just like everyone to um, get the opportunity to get to know you, Georgina. So could you please introduce yourself and tell us why you're on this podcast today? Yes, absolutely. Um, so my name is Georgina Bradshaw um, and I run a HR consultancy called Blue Ram HR. Um, and the reason I'm on this um, podcast today um, is to really talk about kind of the, the key topics that I've seen during the pandemic what's um, going to come out the other side or what I predict is going to come out the other side and, and any tips that I can offer. Fantastic. I know that we spoke before and you were saying that, um, you know, you would always go get these frequently asked questions. And I guess this takes us to my next question for you is like, what made you start your own consultancy in the beginning of a pandemic, no less, you risk taker? <laughs> yeah, I get asked that a lot, funnily enough. Um, so it wasn't actually a decision I made very quickly. It's something I, I thought about for a number of years. So over time, people, a number of people have said to me throughout the years, have I, did I ever consider starting a consultancy or why don't you go into business on your own? I think you'd be really good at it. And I always thought it sounded interesting, but I never really gave it any serious thought. And it was really when I was at my previous role, um, I would quite often have account managers come to me and say, I have a partner on the phone and they're really struggling to recruit a certain position. Can they pick your brains about how we've done it here? Or I've got a partner on the phone, they've got an issue, would you be able to help them out? And it was then that I started to think, okay, actually this might be something I seriously wanna want to do in the future. But I had a job that I loved I was, it kept me very, very busy. So I never, I never had the time to do something about it. And when I decided to um, leave that role last year, I started doing consultancy on a part-time basis, but it was really for, I guess, existing contacts that I had. Um, and then I was working around that as well. And in March, when everything went crazy, it was then that I thought, Okay, well, actually, I'm loving the consultancy side a lot more than my employment side. Um, why don't I just make this my my full time 
job and if people are going to need help it's now right um so yes the pandemic gave me the shove I needed I guess um right. <laughs> so I took that leap and I've not looked back since oh amazing and, and it does, it's um, to your point about, you know, that the pandemic has sort of made you reassess things and go like, this is, you know, if I'm going to make that move, now is the best time to do it. So, so sometimes the best decisions do come out of sort of that fork in the road where you have to decide which, yeah. which way you're going to go down. But also, I think it just, it sounds like you genuinely want to help people. Um, so you know, what, what better chance, like you said, than to help people out now, right now, because that's when they are going to need as much help as they can get. Um, yeah. so, uh, to the next sort of, you know, um, reflection, I would say, is like, what is something that you've seen to have really stood out to you from an HR point of view during this crazy time that is 2020? So I think something that's really stood out to me is actually something that we we didn't um, focus on enough pre-pandemic and that I think businesses really need to um, focus on as we come out the other side of this. And that is the importance and the impact that the people managers in our businesses make um, and the roles that they play. So managing people, if you do that in your career, it's one of the most rewarding things you can do um but it's not easy <laughs> and um it, it's challenging and it was challenging pre-pandemic um and then you look at what managers have had to deal with this year and it's huge so even the most confident experienced managers will have had something thrown at them in in the last nine months that they haven't known how to approach and something that is completely new and i think the expectation of people managers from their teams and also the relationships that they have with their teams has really shifted mm -hmm. so in the last nine months people have had to navigate le new legal schemes alien words like furlough <laughs> um, <laughs> managers have had to have conversations around health with their teams on a whole new level so mental and physical health and not just mm -hmm the people in their team, but also the, the concerns that people in their team have about the health of their loved ones. Yes. And managers have been looked to by their teams for reassurance. And quite often the managers are, are, are experiencing the same uncertainty as their team members. And um, I think that, you know, that has been, has been really difficult at times. Um, and I think that we really do need to need to stop and recognise what our managers have gone through and achieved this year. Um, we need to say thank you. And we also need to give them support now and as we come out the other side of this pandemic. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yes, I mean, we, we deal with people, right? People deal with people and everybody, especially now, um, there's, I suppose when a manager took on a job, they were like, oh, so this is my role. And now it's sort of compounded and expanded by tenfold, yeah. um, to your point with mental health, physical health, but also the, the, the fact that everybody's working from home and that extends to your family life as well. Right. And that makes mm -hmm. an impact. Um, so, uh, a lot, I think for us, when we see, um, I mean, we've been working from home from, you know, come to your staff. And one of the things we saw with um, management was um, vulnerability 
and empathy goes a long way. Um, yeah. You know, just understanding that everybody's going through things and say, you know, it's fine if you have a bit of a wobble, you know, shut your computer down, just walk away and come back when you're ready. Um, and not sort of, I always say, you know, your job is about the outcome, right? Which, not not about clocking in those hours. So sometimes people, uh, and, I, and I found I do this, is I make time for exercising a lot more than I did before, uh, just because then I can get some fresh air, get out, you know, as much as I can in rainy Scotland. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I, you're absolutely right. I think we, you know, sometimes we just look to management for you know, give me things and help me with my job. And, and they've got a lot on their shoulders, right? Yeah. So brilliant. Um, so you, you're saying, um, you know, when you, your manager has an impact on how happy you are at work and sometimes how unhappy you are at work. Um, I'm sure that we have all worked with managers um, that we really enjoyed working with. Um, and what advice would you give businesses when it comes to management? Yeah, so... It absolutely makes an impact on your working life that the manager that you are working for it's huge and it goes back to what I was saying about management being a really rewarding career um it is um but it is not for everyone and that's fine um and I think there is still this expectation that if you want to advance your career you have to go into people management mm. quite often I you know I all the time I speak to people right and they say I didn't know this is what management looked like or I didn't know what what I'm doing this in my role as a people manager and an element of that is normal but also I speak to people who say I took on this management position and now I'm completely detached from my role so I'm losing my technical skills or I'm not getting my hands dirty anymore and I don't like my job anymore and I'll say to those people well why did you decide to step away from that part of your career and go into management and they will say well what else was I meant to do what other route was I meant to take so I think we really need to um, focus on creating different career paths and opportunities for people whether that's kind of a specialist or a technical track um, so people can really decide okay what is the right career development for me um, and then if people decide, OK, well, I do want to go down a management route, you know that they are doing it for the right reasons because they actually want to do it. They're going to enjoy it and therefore they're going to be more successful at it. Because I think, you know, we often promote people in the team and there's the old age old mistake of I'm going to promote the best performing salesperson to be the manager. Right. <laughs> or I'm going to promote the best technical person in my team mm -hmm. to be the manager. Mm -hmm. Yeah. normally because you want to retain them and you want to give them some some career development but I think if we're not making sure that that is the right position for that person you risk turning them off and you risk losing them and that's difficult for the manager and it's difficult for the team they manage because guess what if their manager's not having a great time and actually they're not a particularly good manager their team's probably having a bit of a miserable time as well so I think um, we need to really look at that when we are recruiting, especially when we are recruiting people that are taking their first step into management and actually explain to people, this is what management looks like. 
So these are the sorts of things you'll get involved in. These are the sorts of scenarios you're going to have to deal with to really be transparent with them so they can decide, yes, actually, that sounds really interesting to me or no, that's not me at all. And again, that's fine. And then in the recruitment process, build into our selection um, processes ways to really give us confidence that we are selecting the right person for the role rather mm -hmm. than the of what we think is the obvious the obvious person so checking that people really do have the skills and competencies to be a good people manager mm -hmm. and do you think that um you know businesses should then look at the internal structure of leveling people up to seniority because to your point you were saying that you know um, they see that as career progression however you risk taking away the passion and the drive and the you know this is why I wake up in the morning because I love what I do um, and then oh the, this person's really good at their job we're going to move them up well done to you oh but now I don't even do what I am happy and passionate about doing I'm managing people yeah. um but but then is there an offset or or sort of a trade-off to say, well, if you don't manage people, there's another route for you to go and you're still seen as an equivalent to that, you know, level of seniority. Yeah, exactly that. So I think and what I've seen work really well is when people and companies have a, you know, a, a career path. So you have a, you, a technical route you can go down and a people mm. management route you can have done. And they are independent of each other, but um, completely equal of each other. Yeah. Um, so you really can make a decision based on what you what you want from your career. That is really interesting. Yeah, because I think I sort of fall in that whole, uh, you know, uh, oh, you're really senior. How many people do you manage? You know, it's just exactly. it's an automatic reaction. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's great to be able to look at um, just those different levels of career progression without saying, well, you know, you've got to look after so many people and then actually not even do maybe the, the one thing that you're passionate about doing. So, yeah, no, really good feedback on that one. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, another question that I have for you is, um, what is something that you predict, so into your crystal ball there, will impact businesses as we come out on the other side of the pandemic? I'd love to hear your take on this one. So I think that as we come out the other side, people are going to vote with their feet. Mm -hmm. And I think the pandemic has made people really think about what they want from their personal lives and from their from their work lives and people have had the space to think about what is it that's going to make me happy what are the things that maybe I accepted before but I don't want mm. to anymore and what are the things that I would have considered a nice to have previously that are now really an essential for me mm. um so businesses are going to have to adapt to that and I also think that businesses have had to and are, still are having to make really difficult decisions. And in tech, we've not been as negatively impacted as some other industries like hospitality. But that doesn't mean that businesses still haven't had to make difficult decisions. Um, they've had to put things in place to weather the storm, whether that be furlough or cutting costs. Um, and they've had to adapt what their business looks like to survive. So putting different structures in place, um, 
changing the whole way their their business operates and that has resulted in a change for people at work and unfortunately sometimes that's resulted in redundancies and I think the way that businesses have managed those difficult decisions for the mm. people that have been affected and everyone else just watching um, is going to have a huge impact and people are going to think long term is this employer someone I want to work for or actually do I want to find another employer who who I think would have acted in the way I would expect my current employer to act. Um, so I think it's how people have acted making those decisions, but also just how people have responded to this pandemic in, in mm. terms of their people. Um, and I think, unfortunately, now this has been the minority, and I will stress this is the minority, mm. but I think there have been a few companies out there that have almost used the pandemic as a bit of an excuse. So... Mm may have thought okay I can cut some corners here or right. um I can make demands or mm. not do things in probably the way I should because well no one's gonna up and leave we're in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> and while there might be an element of truth in that so people might not be so quick to to look for a new role right now I think that is such a dangerous place for employers to yes. be because people aren't going to forget that and it's going to really affect how you are seen as an employer and a potential employer yeah. um so yeah i think that's something I, people are definitely going to vote with their feet yeah so not good at all for the long game if you no. plan to <laughs> not, not good for future proofing your business at all okay um perfect so um so shifting then also to um looking at flexible working and how do you think that's going to um you know have um what would that look like moving forward? So flexible working, I think it's really interesting. So the, the pandemic has really opened up the discussion and the concept around flexible working. And again, I think it's one of those things that people are going to think about and decide, well, actually, is this something that I would have considered a nice to have previously that is now essential for me? And one of the things I hear quite often are companies that say yes we're good with flexible working and um, we let people work from home before covid um mm. so we adapted really quickly and we will let people work from home moving forward and that's great and i think businesses in tech were, were much better set up to adapt to everyone working from home and much further forward in kind of accepting that, that there's going to be this blend of office working and home working. Mm. However, home working isn't flexible working in its entirety. It's a part of it. So there are a lot of other forms of flexible working, um, being part time, having compressed hours, taking sabbaticals, having um, flexi hours, job shares. There's a whole range of different forms of flexible working that I think employees are going to have to explore and be a lot more open-minded about moving forward so I think well people in the in the UK employees in the UK if you've got 26 weeks service you have the right to make a formal formal flexible working request and typically if you were to talk about flexible working requests to businesses I think a lot of people would say they are things I expect to to receive from employees coming back from maternity leave that maybe are looking to cut their hours and I think actually as we go into 2021 we are going to see a flurry of flexible working requests from 
all genders, all ages, um, dependent on what is important to people and their lives at that point. So you might have someone say, do you know what? I really want to be able to go and pick my child up from school yeah. and then come back and work my hours around that. Mm. I really um, actually having a long weekend every other week and having doing a nine day fortnight is something that's going to really benefit my work-life balance and therefore my mental health. And what I'm not saying is businesses have to just um, accept every request that comes forward. They have to do what's right operationally for their business. But I think they're going to have to really give it some consideration and be much more open-minded about how can I make this work rather than no, this is just not something that we do here because I think businesses will think, um, sorry, employees will think, um, you know, maybe then I will go and find an employer that can offer that to me. So I think businesses will get, get left behind. That is very interesting for you to say that about the different flexible, different ways of working flexible hours or working flexible flexibly um, because I think again um, people have sort of one vision of what that is and that is you know okay you can work from home with, yep. you know except you know and you you threw in quite a few examples there that didn't even occur to me so that is uh, you know I hope that people listening to this would you know think about um, that there are opportunities out there right to be more agile um, yep. with the you know with the staff to make sure that they are open um, and, and, and vulnerable again, you know, to just see that people need, um, again, with code, I think people are looking at things and going, I find more value in being able to go pick my child up from school and then come back and I can work a little bit later. Um, just because we've done the old hat way of doing it and kind of COVID's not that path, right? To say, you're not gonna wake up in the morning, get on your commute, go to the office you know, your structure that you've had. So when that structure gets disrupted, there are other influences that you are now looking at differently and going, hmm, okay, I, I kind of feel like I can get more satisfaction out of my day with doing work, but other things that are important and fulfills me. You know, people talk about work-life balance. I would say it's just life, right? You just you take your whole self into whatever you do. So um, I think that is so important and what a great you know just eye-opener for people to look at all of the opportunities that they have it's not challenges right it's just ways for you to look at different opportunities to encourage people to really be happy in their job really feel like they're being heard they um you know that they um can ask for certain requests uh, to your point, not every request is going to be <laughs> granted, but that there's that open dialogue, right? To be able to say, look, I feel like these are the kind of things that I need. Um, so Georgina, just like um, very insightful and just taking us home on this podcast, like any closing remarks, any kind of thoughts that you want to leave our audience with to say, you know, this is a, it's a new world. It's a new way of doing it. Um, just like a, some, some words of wisdom just before we end off um, for business owners out there say, you know, if there's a couple of things that you can think about implementing that can be really impactful um, and valuable, what would you say that is? So I think what I would say to businesses and touching on all of our points, the pandemic has really had a focus on people. People have been at the heart of it and keeping people safe. And 
I think that you know, it's starting to look at, okay, what are the policies I have in, in place around our people? What are our values when we're talking about our people? And do we need to change those? Do we need to shift them? Be honest with yourselves and say, are we as flexible as we as we could be? Do we tend to, you know, just do things the way that they've always been done? Um, and what are our opportunities to learn from what we've experienced over the last nine months? And what are we hearing from our people that would, you know, really make us better em employers and really benefit our people. So again, I think it's not losing that sense of looking after our people that we've had from the pandemic. It's holding on to that and taking it through as we emerge, hopefully soon, at the other side. Yes, and uh, it's all looking very promising uh, for a a better 2021 than we've had for 2020. Uh, but uh, Georgina, thank you so much for your time today. I just wanted to say that, you know, this is very insightful for us. Uh, we don't often have, um, you know, HR experts coming in and talking on our podcast for our UK community. So um, hopefully this is the first of many, um, you know, conversations that we can have sharing this kind of insight with our community members. So thank you very much for your time. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the CompTIA BizTech podcast. For more information on CompTIA membership, communities, and councils, visit comptia.org membership. If you enjoyed this podcast, the greatest compliment you can give us is subscribing, sharing, and liking the broadcast.